Good evening and welcome to the Rail Oviedo podcast. My name's Chris Darwin and I'm with my good friend John Mothershaw. Say hello, John. Hi, Chris. And tonight's headline, Oviedo on their Rayo up the table. John, we beat a team that many would have expected us to lose to. What did you think of the match? I thought it was a good good performance and probably an even better result against a, a decent side. I thought we were a good side. Um, we started the game well, didn't we? kind of came flying the box, high tempo. Closing down and you know that kind of game went into a bit of a lull for a bit and then we scored a great goal kind of out the blue didn't we? Um, good ball by Michu over the top and Nares, you know doing what he does best poachers finish. And the second half I thought Rayo they played quite well in the second half they put us under a bit of pressure probably in the first twenty minutes after half time. Rodar look a little bit but you have to do that. And, but I thought we defended well as as per usual and. And then we got a maybe fortunate penalty. Um, but after that, I thought, you know, once, once we put it away, there was, their heads went down, didn't they? And we saw the game out comfortably in the end. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd, I'd agree with that. We, um, certainly came out we, we certainly came out with a clear plan of what we wanted to do to them for the first 10, 15 minutes. I mean, Ray are a good side. They've worked their way back up the table in the in the last few weeks after a slightly slow start. So to get, if you'd given us a 2-0 win at the start of the game, I think absolutely everyone would have bitten your arm off. And I would like to say, I said we would win. You did. Even though, uh, even though my fellow, uh, my fellow podcaster was not as confident as I was. And I'm the negative one of the two, <laughs> don't forget. Um, but no, it was, it was, it was an interesting performance. I mean, I think Hierro, to his credit, clearly had a game plan that he felt was going to be, and it worked. Uh, times where the game for me still looked really disjointed and it didn't really look like we were relying on anything else other than a moment of magic but the pass from Michu to Linares was that moment of magic um, and Linares doing exactly what he was doing in the promotion season getting in between the two centre-halves off their shoulder so neither one really knows who's marking him runs in behind and what a poacher's finish when he's got himself in that position uh, I said it quite a lot in the promotion season that he reminded he reminds me of sort of Lineker or Rush in their heyday when he gets into that sort of into that sort of place and what a fantastic what a fantastic goal it was um after that yeah I mean the second goal I don't think it was it certainly wasn't in the area and as a defender myself I'm not entirely convinced it was a foul either but hey we'll take it and we need all the luck we can moment and uh yeah it was a, a very good penalty by Toshe and uh and in the, in the end, a very very convincing result. So, I still quite I still quite can't quite work out what we are as a team. But Christ, we'll take the result, won't we? I haven't I haven't a problem with what you've said though. I mean, the more I'm thinking about it, we're three unbeaten now, and this relying on a moment of magic. You know, we've got three forwards that seems to probably kill for. So if we can keep it tight, we're always like to score a goal or two, especially when Susieta comes back in the side to create more chances. No, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I just, I, I guess I just feel that, team, I mean, even if you look at, I mean, right, we're not comparing Oviedo to a, to a team like Barcelona or a Manchester City or et cetera, et cetera. You do feel that they have a pattern of play where they're trying to create ch- or fashion out chances in, in a certain way. I still don't feel completely that we have that. But we look, and I've said it every single podcast, we look really good when we play at a slightly higher tempo and we look to get it wide. And again, we, when we did that, yeah, on, on Sunday, we did that very well and we looked dangerous. But I've got nothing against relying on moments of magic per se, providing that 
you are confident enough they're going to come from somewhere. Mitchie was playing a lot, lot deeper than the normal. And when he was on the ball, he was influencing the game. He wasn't on the ball all the time. But again, what a, what a ball through to, through to Linares. Defensively, I think we do look solid yeah. apart from set pieces. Um, we still, I mean, it's, it's really, it's really weird. I've, I've genuinely not seen many defenses that are so well organized when the ball's in play look completely the opposite when it's a dead ball. You, you, the, the two very rarely go against each other from, from what I've seen. If you're good at, if you're good at defending in general, you're normally good at picking up on the set pieces as well because you can't be good at defending unless you're very well organized. And organization normally means communication. So it's, it's, it, it still amazes me how we, every time there is a set piece going against us, I think it is sort of like hold your breath because we, we could concede here. Yeah, I think fun does make a difference though. Yeah, well, which one? There was three of them in the back four. <laughs> yeah, the centre back, David first. Yeah, no, I, I, I do think he's a, I do think he's a good player, and uh, it was interesting to see that I felt we were more defensively secure without without Oscar yeah. Gill playing as well. I think uh, Verdes, although he's not he's not the most cultured, and he's probably not going to improve any more than his current standard. We do look a better defence, I think, when he's playing. Yeah, I'll go with that. What did, what did you think about about the um, the midfield guys? Because obviously Mitchell was playing playing sort of like as a as a classic central midfielder, and Toro seems to be playing the the more sort of defensive of of the three. He seems to be yeah, he does he kind of does the the donkey work, Toro, uh, doesn't he? No. I'm quite impressed with what I've seen from him. I thought I thought the David Rocher, I thought he had quite a good game as well. Yeah, no, he's yeah. getting involved. Irithe does what he normally does. He, again, similar to Toro, he does a lot of the, the work that's not very attractive, but it's needed in the middle of the park. And... The thing I liked with Irithe, actually, and the best thing he did all game was the diagonal ball into Michu for the, um, for the, for the yeah. penalty. He just, found, he just found that space. And again, when we found that space and we hit, hit a direct pass, we, we, we looked dangerous. And, and Michu certainly... Uh, Certainly used all his experience there to to win the penalty. It's a good result at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, Rio yeah. are a good side um, who are still going to be there or thereabouts, I think, for the playoffs come the end of the season. So yeah. to get to get a win, most of us would probably even take a draw, I would have thought. So it's a, it's a very solid. Three. I thought Linares, I mean, he was back to his best. I thought I thought he was man of the match for me on Sunday. He never stopped running, did he? And absolute nuisance. Like I said earlier, he's just a fox in the box. You know, when he Firing him full of confidence. If we can like that every week, then you know it's almost like a new signing, isn't it? But- yeah, I, I I love Linares. I mean, I've I've always liked strikers like that. I do feel at times he's a little bit wasted out on the wing, but to be fair to him, he still puts in the work rate when he's out wide. It's probably not his favourite position, um, but he still he certainly works up and down the line. But when you see him just drift inside and play on the on the last man on his shoulder, he just becomes a different player. Uh, the, what was it? The first game of the season where he was clearly playing in a deeper sort of role alongside Toshe. First of all, he, that just you, you don't get the best out of him playing in there. No. He needs to be on the shoulder. He needs to be able to. He needs to be lo- looking across the line to find out how he can get in behind. And if you've got Mitchu dropping deeper, who can clearly ping a pass like that, then I, I don't know. There's an argument to say that Linares needs to be tucking in much more often from the wing. I mean, obviously drop out to the wing, I think, when, when we're defending, so we can have five across the midfield. But certainly give him that, that license to come central uh, at the right times when we've got the ball. Because, again, it, it, there's, for me, not many better strikers at that level um, for, for playing, or playing off the shoulder like yeah, that. Def- the goal. 
He really is. Okay, so moving on to the other results from the weekend then, guys. We've got uh, Mallorca beat Huesca 3-0. Cadiz and Girona drew 0-0. Almeria and Levante drew 2-all. Hernandez and Lugo also drew 2-all. Oviedo, as we know, beat Rayo 2-0. Sabia B-team beat Real Zaragoza 2-1. Hetafe beat UCAM 2-0. Uh, Nemanthe and Cordoba drew one all. What a game at Elche. It was 4-4 with Nastic. And Valladolid beat Alcacon 2-0. So what does that do to the league table? Give us some highlights from the league. Got it in front of you? Yeah, I mean, Levante, they stay top. Uh, Lugo, they would have been top. But you said they drew 2 all. They, they were to half-time. Were they? Yeah. Okay. So I think we play them quite soon. But, that, you know, they're dangerous this season. Still unbeaten? Yeah. Uh, Rush and Cordoba, Mirandas and Girona all hold the playoff spots. Um, so also got Girona next week. Uh, Nastic, they have, they're rooted to the table, and Almeria. And it's also Cadiz and Alcon hold the, the other relegation spots. A bit surprised by Alcon, they've done come in recent years. Um, yeah, they've had one win in their last five looking, looking at the form table there, so... So yeah, they. But again, I mean, yeah, all right, they're bottom. But if they win, they could be eighth. So it's if results go their way. I mean, the the middle of that table again is absolutely yeah. jam packed. Well, we did absolutely jam packed. I mean, we we. Go on. How many how many places did, did we jump up with that? About twelve places. It it, it must have been yeah, because I think we were seventeenth at the start of the day, weren't we? So so we're we're now up in seventh uh, with twelve points, um, with the most well rounded. Uh, Got the most well-rounded sort of uh, form in the in the table now. We've played nine, won three, drawn three, lost three, scored nine, let in six. So, uh, so yeah, we're actually of the top. Actually, boys have scored fewer goals than us, and they're they're in fifth place. Because I say in the top twelve, we scored the fewest goals uh, across the across the league. But equally, and I'm just looking looking as we go, we've conceded the second few goals. In the league, no joint second, Mallorca. Bizarrely, Mallorca have scored six and let in six after nine games. You, you wouldn't really want no, to go there. Season ticket, how would you? Jeez. No, mind you, Tenerife aren't much better, having scored six and only let in eight throughout the season. So, uh, so yeah, we've um, so you're not getting much entertainment from us. The the stats would suggest, but it, I don't know. It feels it doesn't feel as bad as that. I think obviously a, a two 0 win against Rayo makes it all a little bit more. A little bit more cheery. Yeah, I mean, six, and we're sitting in seventh, which is brilliant. That's a great jump up. Yeah, I mean, six of those goals as well in the last three games, aren't they? We've scored two, two in each of the last three games. So things are are on the on, on the uh, increase, I'd say. No, definitely, definitely. Okay, so uh, anything, anything really surprising? Probably so. Yeah, I mean, like we said, the same they dropped down like this now. That's yeah, record as us. Um, one three, one three, lost three, but. I didn't really expect them to lose at Sevilla B, to be honest. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's jumped Sevilla B as well. So, again, only a point behind us, along with, how many is that? Five, six, seven, six, sorry, six other teams on 11 points below <laughs> us. And then the four teams below that are all on 10 points. So, again, just, just to give a word of caution to, to all us Oviedo fans, it is wonderful that we're in seventh place. But if things don't go our way next week, we we could end up back down in 18th place. So uh, 
So it's uh, certainly now is a good time yeah. to put a run of form. Well, we're one point behind the playoffs. And three points above the relegation zone. So. <laughs> well, not even just three points above the relegation three points off second bottom. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazily, crazily tight. They say the championship in England's a tight division, but I think this is giving it a run for its money at the moment. Of course, you might find out what the championship is like yourself next season, John. No, don't get said. Stop. Well, <laughs> John. Okay, so let's let oh yeah, well injured now, isn't he as well? So let's uh, let's look ahead to next week. Uh, back to Oviedo. What have we got, John? Uh, Tenerife are at home to Cadiz. Uh, Lugo at home to Hatafe. As mentioned before, we travel to Giro. Huesca against Mirandas. Alcocon against Almeria. Levante against Mallorca. And on Sunday, it's Zaragoza against Elche. Odeberg against Sevilla B. Rio at home to Numantia. A UCAM Royce playoff. And it's finally Nastic against Vidalid. Great stuff. And what time for the listeners is the Girona Oviedo game? Uh, UK, it's five o'clock on Saturday. Good stuff. It's off game. Okay. Well, it is, isn't it? So, just to, for those who haven't really paused on the way we're rambling about it a moment ago, Girona are currently in sixth place, which is the final playoff place, having played nine, won three, drawn four, lost two, scored 14, conceded 11, which gives them 13 points. Oviedo, as we said a moment ago, played nine, won three, drawn three, lost three, goal difference of plus three, and got 12 points. So, yeah, this is very much a, uh, well, it's a huge game, especially away from home, but also could really dictate whether we end the weekend in the playoffs or not. Yeah, I've been sniffing around the promotion places for the last few years. Um, Any players that you know of to particularly look out for? Um, I think they've got a striker who used to play at Rangers, Sandarthar, I can't remember his name. I can't, his name slips my mind. Was this playing at Rangers when Rangers were down the bottom or when Rangers were Rangers and playing up the top? It was about five years ago. Okay, so could, yeah, could well have been right at the end of yeah. the, the, the top flight. We didn't beat them last year either. We, I think we drew at that base and lost 2-1 at home. Okay. But I think realistically, we'd although it wouldn't help us immediately, we'd probably take a point from a, an away trip to, to a playoff contender. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah, you wouldn't agree with that. Good stuff. Any any potential changes, do you think? Or do you think Hierro's going to sort of keep faith with the system that he's now got in place and the, and the personnel? No, I think he'll keep faith. Definitely. I'm not sure what's, what's up with Sue, though, is he? Whether he's fit enough to come back in yet. Because he, he, he was injured, wasn't he? And he wasn't on the bench of the weekend. No, so I suspect he's probably out for a, for a short period. But I'm not really thinking on, on when he's supposed to be back. But that new lot's done okay. Well, um, Christian does it. <laughs> get confused yeah. with none does it. That floor's yeah. looking settled, so I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Although shouted for Diego to be putting in the pack, you know the current rap not done anything wrong, so I don't see any reason, certainly not to change it at the back. No, I would imagine for me the only potential change, and this will be quite controversial, and not many will like this opinion, is that if Mitchu is now being asked to play a deeper midfield role, going off contender, whether Mitchu starts in that position or not, I'm not entirely sure. I think he might he might look to put somebody a little bit more defensive minded in there. That might mean that Mitchu plays in one of the front three positions. Um, I'd be surprised if he gets dropped from the or rested from the side completely. But uh, I don't know. I just think he might he might err on the side of caution and just go a little bit more solid across the three midfielders. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I can't imagine Mitch is going to play anyway. Certainly not for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Though, to be fair, he's looked a damn sight fitter than uh, than I think uh, I was I was certainly expecting him to see. He, he certainly puts a shit... Yeah, I think some people were thinking we might not even see him until November. He's coming in, he's... he's yeah. Anymore, really. no, he's, he, no, he's definitely hit the ground running. Okay, let's move on to uh, a question from one of our regular listeners, Paul Meller. Uh, Paul asks us, which home game would you guys recommend getting to this season? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, who's, who do we play at the end of the season? You know, obviously, it depends what you're looking for. You're looking for a glamorous opposition or you're looking at the end of the season when it's going to be you know, things are going to be decided. Well, if we look, if we look at the look at the guys in the league, there's no, there's nothing sort of nothing disrespectful to the teams in the division, but there's nothing glamour glamour in there as such, and we certainly didn't have any of the real local rivals um, sort of coming coming to our place. Yeah. Um, when, when the question came in, I actually jumped immediately to the last game of the season as well, actually, uh, and, and didn't go as far as actually checking who it's the last home game is. Here. <laughs> the last game of the season is it? Okay. Well, actually, yeah, it was probably the least. <laughs> Well, but there could be something in that game. Look, I mean, if the table is what it is now, and it's as close as it is now, um, the reason I was thinking last home game of the season is that you never know. It might be a game that, that gets us into the playoffs or keeps us in the playoffs or, or, or whatever. So, so um, yeah, I, I immediately jumped to the, to the last home game of the season. Though the obvious answer would be if we were in any kind of playoffs, get to one of those because they're, they're fantastic occasions from, uh, from, from the ones that we, we saw uh, in in earlier seasons, uh, I just remember that the last the last game of the season is uh, away at Elche, which is just up the road from me here. So, uh, so I'll certainly be getting along. Getting yeah, I might try might try and get over for that one myself. Not been so to the away be, game yet. Well, it'd be, it'd be good, good time of year, and a, and a nice location, mate. Not to say that Oviedo isn't, but you won't need an umbrella. Just <laughs> at the one before Sevilla, being it's Zaragoza, so that that I'd imagine that we, you know. The, biggest name apart maybe apart from ourselves in the league so that would be a good fixture to go to that's true actually Sarah Gotha um, have won a European competition or at least once off the top of my head was that the name one against us I think I think it was I think it was yeah I'm going to go correct me if, okay here we go listen this is your chance to, to jump in I'm going to go 1993 Cup Winners Cup Final I think it's definitely the Cup Winners uh, Cup Final I'm pretty yeah, I got a feeling Alan Smith scored for Arsenal, but Naeem scored an extra time from the halfway line. Oh, the ex-first player, eh? That would have gone down yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incidentally, random Naeem, in fact, he's the guy who came off for Gascoigne in the 91 FA Cup final. Ah, so no, no, it'd be 92 then, wouldn't it? It'd be 92 Cup Winners' Cup final. Because Spurs won the FA Cup in 1991. We are digressing massively here. <laughs> I'm no good with the years at all, honestly. Back, back to the question. What happens when you get to my age? The years just seem to blend into one another. I'm pretty sure... I can tell you who's won what, but I couldn't tell you what yeah. year. Pretty sure I'm older than you, but I do, I do particularly pride myself on anything late 70s through to very early 90s. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm going 1992 Cup Winners' Cup Finals, Aragotha beating Arsenal. Anyway, uh, question of the week that we threw out to the listeners. Uh, of the shirts that are going to finally be for sale as of the 19th of October, my birthday, in case any listeners feel like donating uh, an Oviedo shirt to the, to the podcast, uh, is uh, the question I asked, which shirt of the three is the most favoured and the one people are most likely to buy? What do you reckon the answer was, John? 
Oh, <laughs> it's certainly one one of last season's away ones, was it? So I'll go with the home one. Yeah, um, as, as expected, the vast majority of people all said blue, and rightly so. So Paul Mella, Pedro, Ant, Mark Burrett, Andy Husky, Dan Wickberg all tweeted in to say that they will be looking to get the blue shirt, which is great. Uh, other news, how was the night out? Good night, actually, yeah. Um, good turnout and decent blend of people. Um, probably about 15 in, in total. Um, good mix of English and Spanish. So, you know, Andy does a really good job of organising them. So there's possibly another one um, later in the year for the Christmas markets in Manchester that we're thinking of. Thinking of. Oh, cool. Good stuff. And uh, had everyone who attended been to Oviedo yet? Were there still some people to get out there for the first time? Um, no, there's a couple of English lads, um, Anthony and Ben, who we'd not met before, so it was good to, to meet some new people. Um, they, they were due to go out last year, but for some reason they had to cancel it. So um, they're thinking of going out for the Supporters Day later this year, so... You really need to get out there. Me and you both know it's a great place. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You feel like you're part of it when you're when you're sort of you're doing it online and watching the matches and stuff. But it's nothing yeah. compared to actually being there and uh, and sort of getting to the getting to the ground for the for the very first time. It's a whole whole experience, isn't it? It's... Yeah, definitely. Speaking of which, if there's any Oviedo London people listening, what what's happened to you guys? Yeah, there's there seemed to be a a good sort of movement going on in London about a year or so ago. But uh, it seems to have died down a little bit. So if you're still alive, let us know. And uh, if there's any events going on anywhere across the world that are for Oviedo fans, do tweet in and tell us. And we'll certainly talk about it. Um, talk about it online. You could even come on as a guest and promote it for a little bit if you if you wanted to. Johnny, get in, got any other news, Oviedo, or otherwise that you want to share with the world? No, no, that's everything from me for tonight. Okay, good stuff. So... So, looking ahead to next weekend again then, folks. Oviedo travel to Girona. It is a 5 o'clock UK time, 6 o'clock local time kickoff, And hopefully that will see Oviedo fly into the playoff places. Uh, so, to wrap up today's podcast, you can always follow us on Twitter if you're not already. At Rail Oviedo Pod. You're probably listening to us on SoundCloud. Do feel free to like us, follow us, share us, whatever you can do to help spread the word. Uh, also, if you can leave us a nice review, that would be absolutely great. Uh, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, one final thank you to Luke Alex Davis for doing the music, which you can now hear at the beginning and the end of the podcast. Very nice of him to do that. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, we will speak to you next week. Oh, <laughs>